0: Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I've decided to just talk about my week. It has been a crazy week as an interior designer, and I've encountered many different situations that I'd love to, uh, gosh, educate people on. You know, even I... Just keep running into things that I haven't seen before or you know wow that's a new one. And this week was one of those weeks. But we did solve all the problems, so that's good and we came up with solutions, so that's also helpful. So I thought I would share. Um the week started off actually in a good note. I you know I everyone that listens to this understands that I I've, I've been doing my coaching for gosh 10 years now and I've been having the store for 2 years. So my life has been really you know, a hundred percent that. Well, I got coincidentally a call from two past clients that over two years ago, I had done um, an entire house remodel for one. And most of the pictures you see online, it's that big, really pretty uh, modern farmhouse, the white and the black. That's the client, Heidi. And she's so great. I love her. And then another client that I've posted pictures of her kitchen before, and it's beautiful, uh, Marnie. They both contacted me and they both want more projects done. So now I'm back to designing which I've been trying to get out of because I'm already running two companies and it's very stressful. But I love these women. I know their projects so well. I would be doing a disservice if I just passed it off because it'll be easier for me, right? So that was the good news. And everything with them is great. I just have to go back and really focus on my time management. And just like I teach, I've got schedules. I've got my checklists. I have my new, um, organizer. And I'm writing down my main monthly checklist and then breaking it apart into little, you know, consumable pieces that I can tackle each day because otherwise I'm going to drive myself crazy. (laughs) That's the last thing we all want. So with that on the back of my mind, in fact, I've got um, one of the clients coming in this afternoon to to look over her new plan. So that's exciting. Um, But we've also had some really big hurdles to overcome this week. And one started on Tuesday, a little backstory. This, the uh, client had come to us. She was one of our first clients here at the store, really sweet older couple. And they have a condo that they were ready to remodel their kitchen. We thought, you know, great, easy. This will be wonderful. She already loves us. She knows what we do. And so I assigned uh, Christina, one of our new designers on it. And so far so good. Everything was going great and at the end of the month she was going the, the couple was going to go to Mexico and they'd be gone for a full month so Christina and the contractor would have the key and they would be able to finish all the remodeling so when they got home it'd be a brand new beautiful kitchen and you know they get to come home to this wonderful you know exciting experience well the end of that time period is Saturday they're coming home this well today they're coming home today <laughs> so on Tuesday we uh, were working with a new contractor. I hadn't ever used him before, but he did come highly, highly recommended from a friend of mine. And when I had interviewed him on the phone the first time and explained some of the smaller projects that we were doing, he said, you know, I am a GC. I am a general contractor. I can build a house. Oh, okay, great. So we'll, we'll put you on the list for the bigger projects. Wonderful. And I'd met him a few times. He's come into the store and um, he's brought in some of his art. And it's been beautiful. And I thought... Whoa. Great. I don't have to worry about it. Well, Tuesday, he came to me and informed me that the night before, he had opened the new kitchen cabinets that he had purchased for this job. Now, the the kitchen was an existing condo kitchen, probably built in the 90s, and they were going to take out a tall pantry cabinet and then put in just a standard lower and an upper So that they have more counter space. They didn't need the pantry. Well, you can't buy new cabinets and expect them to match old cabinets. Now they were going to be refinished. He was going to sand down their entire kitchen and paint it a cream and then do a glaze, an antiquing glaze over it. And we went round and round about that, you know, weeks ago. But he didn't open the cabinet until Monday. And he said, I couldn't believe they didn't match. They were a different height. And the drawers are different sizes. And, you know, I thought a shaker door was a shaker door. But their shaker doors don't match this shaker door. And I thought, are you kidding me? You, Who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that cabinets from different manufacturers and, you know, 30 years apart might be different? <laughs> like, huh? And then he said, well, the one shaker door has a little bevel to it the new one. And I thought maybe if I take a saw and I carefully cut out that bevel, no, that's not going to work. It's not going to look next next to a machine made, you know, on a CNC machine that's perfectly precisionly cut. You can't hand cut the front face of a cabinet. And I said, you can't build up the base. You can't, you know, when I worked at Home Depot as a kitchen designer, we would do that all the time. We take uppers, And because they're only 12 inches deep. We wanted them to be lowers. Well, we put them down and we'd build up a toe kick so that it would match and it would look, no, 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 it's not going to work. They're just totally different. And he asked um, for money. He didn't have any money either. He had spent the whole deposit. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like how do I get out of this? They're coming home on Saturday. And we've been working with these people for a couple months. They had just started the process a month ago to start construction. And I'm learning about this now. And then he says, oh, and by the way, the hardwood floors, the engineered hardwood floors, I didn't know that they had to be acclimated in the space for two weeks for humidity and um, before we install them. Yeah, most everyone knows that. he has a GC license. And then he said, oh, and I didn't realize I had to put down um, plywood. There's some kind of concrete underneath it. What do you mean concrete? It's a condo, right? It's an upper floor. No, there's concrete, you know, like a board or something. I said, like like a backer board, like a concrete. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to put plywood down too, and then it's going to be crooked and it might be unlevel. And again, I'm learning this Tuesday. (laughs) I said, I really don't want to hurt your reputation in the store. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Now, On top of this, as much as I love the client because they're just really, really sweet people, we also came into another terrible situation with them. Before they left for Mexico, they had told our designer, listen, we didn't have the budget to buy everything you had designed. So I found the light fixture from Wayfair and I found this other thing from Overstock. Is it okay if I just have it sent to the store while we're gone out of town and you can just receive it? And it was going to be maybe four pieces. And only because they were such good customers, I said yes. We started to receive shipments over and over and over. It was two van loads, including upholstery, upholstered swivel chairs that Christina had designed for them, had put in their design. We'd done a rendering. It was so cute. She loved it. She went and found them somewhere else and had them delivered to us. And then we had to load them into a van and deliver them to the condo. And I think she's expecting us to to install it, to make it all beautiful, and the whole HGTV thing. Uh, uh-uh. uh. We're. Not, I'm not even opening the boxes. They get to sit in the living room. That's such a a, a terrible. Um, I mean, I'm I'm speechless, and that's hard to do. <laughs> On top of that, we also got a call from Wayfair uh, to confirm. Christina's credentials as an interior designer because she had been purchasing so many things as a designer with a designer discount. Well, she wasn't purchasing them. The client was purchasing them, purchasing them under the designer's name and lying and saying that she was the designer. So she wanted a discount. So here she's been taking advantage of us that way. And, and so I was really emotionally torn with this whole dilemma with them coming home on Saturday. Part of me was like, you know, screw it. They kind of deserve it. But the other part is like, no. A bad review is a bad review. I would never, I would never want anyone to come home after a month and come home to a kitchen that wasn't functioning. I mean, eth- ethically, I just couldn't do it. So, <laughs> long story short, I'm going to have a talk with them about using our name and um, taking advantage of us by having things delivered here and having, you know, my poor husband schlepping their furniture back and forth. But uh, Christina went to the condo and she looked at the problem with the the cabinets and. It was not nearly as bad as we thought. It was just a lift up. We could build it up from the bottom. We could build it up from the top because the countertop will go on it. It's going to be painted white and then glazed. It could be, I always joke, beat it to fit, paint it to match. And, and she said that's totally doable. There's another cabinet that we might just have to make into open shelving, but the client had kind of wanted that anyways. So we, hopefully, and again, I got to find out when they come home today, I might have a whole new story for you next week. We'll see, but we think we saved the day and it was the client or the contractor just really overreacting and overthinking things and, um, finding problems where there weren't. And honestly, maybe he just needed the money, but that was horrible. That was a terrible Tuesday. (laughs) Cut to, um, Yesterday when I was out at my client's house which we were having a great time going over things I kept my phone was blowing up from one Nadia you all know Nadia I love Nadia Nadia don't kill me she doesn't um, she's too busy right now moving into our new house to listen to this but <laughs> she she started texting me crisis 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 and I always teach there is no such thing as a furniture emergency calm down I'm busy I'm with a client she can wait so I get in the car And I finally call her, what's up? And she said, remember the sectional that we ordered for their living room? When you're deciding which piece, like, do you look at the front of the sofa or are you standing behind it? And I said, no, you look from the front. That's why it's called a right arm facing chaise and a left arm facing sofa. They're two pieces that go together, but you face them. And it's one is a right arm, the other is a left arm, together it's a sectional. Well, she did it from the back. And she said, well, I always do it this way. We're thinking, no, probably not, because otherwise every one of your sectionals would be messed up. So this was a tiny little family room. They had a very specific layout. They'd always had it that way. The TV or the, the sofa would hug one side of the wall. And the other L part would be facing the TV and she could sit there and his chair was next to it and he would sit there and it was an emergency. Like, but my solution was always own up to it. We found a different configuration. We designed the whole room. Like we decked it out. We did all the accessories. We fluffed, we um, hung all their art and it really actually fit better the way we did it, but it wasn't what they asked for. And I kept telling Nadia, we're going to, we'll, we'll eat it. We'll order a new sofa. It was your mistake, but I want you to own up to it. I want you to tell them, you know, I really apologize. I'm a new designer and I got this, these two pieces flipped. I, I completely apologize. You can keep this piece while we order the, you know, the, the other one and we'll get it in. And you know, so, so, so sorry. <sighs> and there were little things like she says, and the, the Roman shades won't go up. There's no mechanism. Well, you just had to, you know, pull the shade out, look up, and see that the little knob you pulled down for the string—it was just up. Um, you know, the the rug was bubbly. Well, you have it sitting on top of thick carpet, and it was a cowhide-shaped rug, um, but it was kind of lightweight. So she had one part of it under a leg of a desk, one part of it under a bookcase. So yeah, it was gonna be. So we took it from under the furniture. We just rotated it counterclockwise a little <laughs> so it fit without going into the furniture, and there were no bubbles. So there's always a solution, right? But the good news is the client came out. Now, this is the fourth room we've done for them, and they love us. So that helps. And we'd made the room so beautiful that when they came in, she didn't even mention that it was going the wrong way. She, I mean, Nadia, I think, kind of mentioned it. Like, I'm sorry, you know, that she's like, no, 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 it's just beautiful. And the woman started crying. She said, I'm going to do the ugly cry. She said, it's so beautiful. I feel like I'm living in a magazine. It was such a touchy moment and I I took a video. I'll have to, uh, I'll have Tess post it because it was beautiful. It was exactly what, you know, we wait for. And because Nadia didn't just, you know, stop everything, call her, tell her this huge mistake. We just, let's just roll with it. Let's make her room beautiful. That's why she hired us. When she gets here, we'll tell her we'll fix it. But she didn't care. She loves it. She absolutely loves it. So, (laughs) phew. And Nadia felt so bad. I'm so, you know, Nadia, we, you're going to make mistakes, but don't lie. Just own up to it. People make mistakes. Apologize, be upfront and, and explain, you know, we will make this right and stand by your word. And luckily, you know, we didn't have to, but yeah, she'll never do that again. She'll never forget that. And this is a lesson to everyone when you're ordering a sectional. You stand and face the piece, all right? So you've got a right arm, a left arm, but you've got to know it's facing the piece. <laughs> um, a couple other things with that with that install. M- measuring. Yeah. How many times can I say that? So it isn't just the room. Like the furniture all fit, but some of the accessories, like the lamp that she got for this little tiny kind of a kidney bean shaped desk is massive. Like it is, it is massive, <laughs> And she said, well, I thought it would be okay in the picture. It looks okay. Listen, I don't even want you just to measure or to look at the dimensions and say, oh yeah, 36 inches looks okay. No, go get a tape measure and hold it up from a desk. Find a desk that's that size. Find a lamp that's that size. Hold your tape measure up 36 inches. Wow, that's really tall. This might be enormous. The width of the shade, it would have had to have been, gosh, it was like a 20 inch shade. It was this huge drum shade and it took up half the desk. Luckily, it hid all of her cords and cables behind her computer, and it, it did look fine the way it was placed in the room. She had another piece that uh, is a floor stand, floor lamp, but it has a clamp on it to hold a piece of art. And she had designed it for that office, which has a desk, two chairs, a bookshelf, this ginormous lamp, um, the rug, and it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little office. It's, you know, maybe a 11 by 10, like a typical little bedroom. And I said, Well, where's that going? She said, Well, in the office over by the bookcase. And I, I stood back and, and had her look at it and I said, How is she getting to her desk? Oh, I didn't think of that. Said, yeah. Even on the floor plan, it, you think, Well, it's just a lamp. But this thing is big and it, 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 you know, cantilevered over the top of the art. So it would shine the light back at the art and it looks big. And then you're gonna have a big piece of art. How do you shimmy past the big rectangle next to this lamp to get into your desk? It's just not practical. And you know, she was worried, well, I need, I should have had more time to work on the project. I said, no, you just need to be very careful. You need to be very specific about every piece. It can't just look pretty because that's just in your head. You have They hire you to make sure it's going to work. So again, tape measures, um, thinking about how you're moving into the space. How are you functionally using the space? Where are all these things going to plug in? Is there an outlet anywhere near? How many extension cords is she going to need? Her Wi-Fi router's there. What do you have in mind to store that so it's hidden or at least decorative? I mean, those are the details that they hire you for. So quit spending so much time trying to make it pretty and it's got to be functional. I mean, absolutely has to be functional. So <laughs> what else happened this week? Um, we had another situation where we were working with a woman last, uh, last weekend, really, really sweet. She had kind of a floor plan drawn of the, the house that they were remodeling and she needed to order furniture for it. And, um, she was very specific, specific about her measurements. She needed a sectional that was 10 feet by 10 feet. Then I'm looking at the plan. And I'm thinking it's really close to the fireplace. It's kind of, if we go any bigger, it's going to, it'll definitely block the fireplace, but even 10's a little tight. And then the other side, looking at this floor plan, I said, it's, if it's drawn to scale, you don't have the measurements there, but I can just tell I'm used to it. That's a tight walkway to get into the sectional group. And that's, I said, what's on the other side of this? Her kitchen to the family room. That's a main thoroughfare. You're going to get a lot of traffic from kitchen to family room. If you have a 33-inch opening to get into that room, that's not enough. It doesn't feel right. It's going to feel cramped. So we went round and round about it and she was great. We helped her find fabrics and she came back later that week and she met with a designer here even though we'd already worked with her and we told her about our design services. And apparently she'd been working with a designer, which is fine. I wish she had told us up front. We could have um, been a little more, you know, well, we'd love to meet your designer. We don't want to step on any toes. We want to see what they've already planned. And so this designer had come up with this floor plan. And um, so we still helped her, of course, you know, and, and um, you know, that was going to be fine, but they were here for a couple hours And then I got back last night, uh, the client was here again and working with, with our designer, with Tracy. And the client was telling us that um, she's realizing that time is important, that being able to make decisions quickly as a designer is important because another designer, she was charging, she was, she was paying them hourly and she spent two hours paying her two hours and didn't get anything for it. The, the designer wasn't making decisions and the client doesn't want to make the decisions. She just wants to approve it, but pick it out and I'll tell you if I like it, which is very common. But the designer was, was, and I was listening. She was, she kept saying, well, maybe you could take it home and think about it for a while. And why don't you just take these things home and think about it for a while. And as a designer, you, you can't do that. You're, you'll lose their trust. They came to you because they couldn't make a decision. So why would you just give them more things to make decisions about? Uh, it just seemed odd. So, so she was back working with us because we don't charge for design time here at the store, and um, she said she liked the the speed that we made decisions. And now the sofa is going to be nine feet by ten feet because she needs extra space on that one side to get into the room. Crazy thought, right? Um, but that's going well, right? So, but but these are things. This is like my typical week. This is the kind of stuff that I run into. And every day is different, and that can be a blessing. That can be a curse. Um, you have to be able to, you have to be able to pivot on a dime. You have to be able to solve problems. You have to calm down, look at a situation, and you know, rationally say, "All right, what's the best way to solve this problem?" Before we talk to a client, before we waste money, before we waste anyone's time, how do we solve this problem? And then we get those solutions. If you need to tell the client, you need to tell the client, but. Being a problem solver is such a big part of this whole industry. And if you're not able to cope with stress, which a lot of people aren't, then this might not be a good industry for you, or you better have a really good team and you need to learn to make decisions quickly. All of this is, you'll learn as you get going. It all plays a part into what our our career is. We are a service industry. We are a problem solver. And someone has hired us to solve their home (laughs) as a problem. It's like you call a plumber. You don't call a plumber and he says, well, I don't know. What do you think? Do you want this pipe to go right or left? You know, think about it. No, the plumber's supposed to say, this is what you need to do. This is going to be the most efficient. This is going to be the best, you know, water pressure, whatever it is. But they come to us just like they're coming to any other professional. Do your job right that's your job don't just give them more confusion and more ideas um i want to touch on one more thing before we go this week because i got a really heartfelt letter and i won't give too many details because um i don't want to call her out without talking to her about it but uh it's a designer that um has been really successful with the program and she's been doing great and she you know she sings my praises which is wonderful um she said the whole she had an architectural degree and she said she wasn't making any money until she started this program. And it taught her the systems. And this is the first time that she got through a project and the client doesn't want to pay. And is not only refusing to pay, he's uh, sounds a little threatening, uh, intimidating, um, accusatory, accusing her of doubling prices and things. And this is exactly what we talked about last week. And again, my heart breaks for anyone having to go through this, because I know how traumatic it can be and it'll stick with you. And it's so sad that people can take advantage of us. And and again, design is thought of as, you know, it's a decorative art, right? We we aren't uh, so hard and fast and um, it can easily be construed, you know, especially when it's an art form, right? It, there's a lot of interpretation. But at the end of the day, we're business people. We're professionals. And how dare someone take advantage of that? My best advice, and, and I'm going to write to her directly and, and um, give her my apologies and condolences. But when I'm collecting that final payment, she took 50% front, She did the work. Everything's done and buttoned up. And now she's asking for the second part. And I have seen this happen before. And it happened to me that jerk doctor in Austin back in 93 that I'll never forget. Then it was the same thing. I got to the end and gave him my bill. So with that being said, take 50% up front when you're sending the contract. The day of the install, you have all of their products. Make sure they've they've obviously paid for all of those products because you don't buy anything with your own money. You buy it with your client's money because it's theirs, right? But you get down to that install, collect your final payment before your install. They already have built up trust. They already know that you have the things there. they hopefully have seen your work a little through the way and seen how you've handled the process and and managed their project professionally. Collect your money first and say, you know, I try to get the business part out of the way and get the paperwork. Um, I want to get it wrapped up so that I can then just work my magic and you get to come home and you can just celebrate, we'll pop champagne and then I'll let you enjoy your space. But Get the payment before you actually finish the whole job. That's the best thing that I can think of. Because other than that, you have to take them to court. Hopefully, she's got her contract signed because that's what I teach. And you, no know one wants to do that. I, I mean, it's really, she would win in court. Your contract always stands. The contract is always the thing that will be, um, will win in a court case. But it, it it's just a terrible feeling to have to go through that. So that's a one way to solve it is to get money up front before you finish. So if you have to walk away, you take the furniture yourself, and yeah, you might have to eat, you know, however much of furniture, but maybe you can resell it, but you haven't been taken advantage of, right? So with that being said, happy designing. Now, This really is still the greatest career in the world. I love it. I love a challenge. I love a problem that I can solve. Um, and I hate boring, monotonous, the same thing every day. So for me, this is wonderful. But I am trying to teach you guys real design, what it's really like as a designer, that uh, things to expect, things to look for. So stay strong, keep your chin up, and happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcast and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube, where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.